0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day this is reaching you. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Tea and Testimony where we are good over here, helping y'all be good over there. And why do we even care? Because 1 Corinthians 10 and 24 tells us why do what is good for yourself or why do what is just good for yourself when you can do what is good for others. And that is the basis of Tea and Testimony. We are going through our life experiences over here, and we are learning and healing from them. And we want to extend that same healing um, and self-restoration over to anybody else who wants it for themselves. (laughs) That's literally what it is. I have missed you guys. I know y'all wondering like, girl, where you been at? I just turned 33 y'all. My birthday was this past Wednesday, July 28th. Shout out to all my Leo gang gang. My birthday had just passed and um due to a night of having too much fun, I ended up catching laryngitis. Um so I also had to stay away because I didn't have a voice and I refused to get on here sounding like earth the kid or somebody's granddaddy trying to do these podcasts for y'all it just wasn't cute it wasn't becoming wasn't ladylike but I'm back I am back I am renewed I am restored I am refreshed and I am ready to dive in so the last podcast which was a couple weeks ago we were talking about knowing where you come from your family history your parents history and I had posed a question on the TN Testimony Facebook page asking everybody, um, do you think that parents should tell their children where they come from? Now, this question, again, we're doing, I don't bring nothing to y'all that I ain't personally going through. I brought this question up because I personally know very little about my parents. I know enough to say that they may... But if we got to dive in, in deep into history and this, that, and the third, like, I don't really know that much. At all. Um, the lack of knowledge on my father's side really comes from the fact that when I was growing up, my mom and my dad, I don't even know how they conceived me, to be honest with y'all. Because when I say oil and water, oil and water them two individuals I don't even know how they lasted long enough to conceive me because they really genuinely dislike one another Um, but because I was in my mother's primary care coming up and my mom like there, there was a time <laughs> when we were kids where everything just wasn't fair so um, I, I'll put it like that a lot of things were not fair uh, especially for my father trying to be a father to me. That kind of got, you know, chopped up and given to him whenever he got it. So that was part of the reason why I I don't know too much about my father. I, I know more about him now. But um, my mother, still to this day, at 33 years old, I know very little about my mother outside of her just being my mother. And I think that that is a problem. Um, I personally have had like this nagging feeling about figuring out my family history. Part of it comes from the fact that my family is Creole. Everybody in my on my mother's side of the family is from New Orleans. And um the one big mystery that has always been over my mother's side of the family and coming from New Orleans has been this whole voodoo roots issue now as a child I remember my grandma very vividly knowing sometimes practicing voodoo um I know that my mother and all of her first cousins I don't know if they well I've seen my mother practice before but I've never seen her do anything um bad to anybody I saw her do a spell to keep a man away from her still to this day she has not laid eyes on that person so I do know that the stuff works. I know enough to know to not play with it. <laughs> I'll put it to you like that. But um, in me saying all of that, there has been this, I don't know, this weird thing with my mother's side of the family where nobody, literally nobody, even up to my grandmother's parents back going back that far. No one in the, on this side of the family has lived to see 60. Everybody gets right there up to it. And then, bloop, they are gone. And for a minute, I'm like, oh my goodness, we're cursed. I don't know what this is, what that is. This, that, and the third. Trying to figure it out. And trying to ask everybody that's a part of the family is honestly like pulling teeth. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got something but the truth. <laughs> and And for me... Doing all of that left me irritated, frustrated, because at the end of the day, my most important thing in my life has been my child. And be- since becoming a mother, I've been on this journey of self-betterment. She, I feel like no child asks to be brought into this world. And we, as parents, if we choose to have a child, it should also be our choice. To make sure that we're the best version of ourselves so that our children are getting the best of us in every season of their life. Um, But that's just me personally. Before I had my daughter, I never wanted kids because I always felt like it was a serious thing to have children and really be like everything that I feel like a parent is supposed to be. I always felt like that was too much for me. (laughs) But God had different plans, of course. And becoming a mother has been the best thing that's happened to me. I honestly needed my daughter. Um, She definitely lit a fire under me that I was missing in life. But in also lighting that fire, she also made me grow questions. Mainly about my family. Um, I think it's critical for a person to know where they come from. Um... And, and what their family history is. Like, I want to know the relationship between mother and daughter, father and son. Because, see, my mother and her mother had a horrible relationship. I do not, to this day, I do not know what made that relationship so horrible. I know my grandmother wasn't affectionate towards my mother. But what perplexed me the most is because everything my mother claimed my grandmother wasn't for her my grandmother definitely was for her grandchildren so I definitely grew up perplexed by their relationship but what I also have come to realize is that we're not the only family with this type of issue just talking amongst peers and friends co-workers acquaintances I have found especially within the black community, there is a huge, huge mother-daughter disconnect. There is a huge mother-daughter disconnect in the black community. And this was one of the main reasons for me bringing this topic up. Because today we are definitely getting to the root cause of these generational curses. And how to break them, what they are, you know, and I feel like one of the main ways to identify what curses or what generational issues you are dealing with is to know your family, know your history. That stuff that grandma don't want to talk about. Sorry to say it, grandma, but somebody needs to start talking. All of you older generational people that like to hoard secrets and cover up lies because you think it ain't nobody's business or because you don't want nobody looking at you a certain type of way, please get over yourselves. Look at Generation Z. These kids are literally dying out here because y'all don't want to come up off of y'all secrets. Y'all don't want to come up off of y'all wrongdoings, y'all flaws. To just steer somebody out of the wrong direction, and it's crazy. And I just feel like it's getting to a point where I don't know what's going on, but this can't be life. What we are currently experiencing in our society cannot be life. It's way too much brokenness. So what what actually is a generational curse? Now when I did my research for this. The thing that came up for me. Was ancestral sin. Which is. Basically it's a doctrine. That states that an individual. Inherits judgment for the sins of their ancestors. And then. It also gave me some bible scriptures. Which I'm going to get here for y'all. Give me a second. It gave us some bible scriptures. One of them was. Exodus 20 verse 5 which says you must not bow down to them or worship them for I the Lord your God am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods I lay the sins of the parents upon their children the entire family is affected even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me So, coming from a biblical standpoint, it seems like uh, generational sin got entered in because back in biblical days, people was worshiping other gods outside of just the one God. Um, And then it also gives us Exodus 34 and 7. And it says here. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of their parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generation. So it's literally almost verbatim the same thing. The sins or generational curses, ancestral sin, whatever you want to call it, if we're going off of it from a spiritual angle, it entered in because back in biblical days, people were worshiping other gods. And if we all know our Lord and Savior, he don't play that. He's jealous. He's the only guy. He wants all the praise and worship. He don't, he don't want none of that. So... If you're coming from a spiritual aspect, aspect, that's how it got entered in spiritually. So, from there, it's just been repeating itself time and time and time and time again. Now, just because generational curses exist, don't mean that they cannot be obliterated. I feel like one of the first things um, is just basically being aware. The main thing that is going to keep you uh, in front of this thing is being aware of it. So gaining the proper knowledge, going back, sitting with your family, talking to them, getting the answers that you need, getting the full history, the layout. Who was where when what was going on? Why we don't mess with it? Because that's another thing we've got. We've got a lot of broken or dysfunctional families and nobody wants to talk about why we are not coexisting together anymore you grew up in the house and cause I found out (laughs) for me personally I'ma just speak from my own personal experiences so I remember one time my mother telling us a story about how she would never like as she became an adult and you know on her own she moved away of course from my mom or my grandma and her cousins and stuff. But as she, you know, came into her own, she was very adamant about not coexisting with my cousins. And when I was curious enough to say something to her, the explanation um, that I was given was basically because of the way that her cousins treated her when she was a child. Because they treated her bad as a child or made fun of her as a child or ridiculed her as a child, she didn't have the capacity or the room to uh, be in a relationship with them as an adult. Now to some that may seem petty to others, they may be like, "Mm I get it, I get it. But at the end of the day, either way, we now have a separation. But before I was curious to ask what was going on, that was never elaborated on. It was just because. And a lot of us are in families where things are a certain way just cause. And just cause is just cause we don't ask questions. We don't rock the boat. To not offend or upset people or just because our own personal comfort, we can let things keep on going the way they're going. And honestly. That's not always the best way to handle things. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are talking about generational curses. So before. We went to commercial. We were talking about. How um, some people. Will. Let things rock just cause. You know. You don't know why. Y'all don't mess with Tony them. But. For as long as you can remember, mama ain't never let y'all go over there. And my thing is this, that stuff only, that particular tactic, the problem with it is it's only beneficial when your kids are children. Once your baby grow up and become an adult, You really can't control what they go do. And if little Timmy want to go find out why y'all wasn't messing with Tony and them back in the day, he now going to go find out. And see, the problem then becomes now you feel like your child is going behind your back and snooping and digging up stuff and won't leave well enough alone. But come to find out, Tony, the whole family, pedophile. He was touching on your mom and them. That's why they don't mess with Tony now. But it took you having to go find out through the grapevine of why your uncle and them was cut off. That stuff needs to be discussed within the home when you are setting boundaries. Why are you talking about? Don't come near my child again. You need to also be talking to your child and explaining to them why we don't mess with this person. If it's the safety violation, you need to speak up. Don't think just sheltering your child from that family member or those family members is going to suffice. At some point, that baby going to be grown. And either that baby going to go find out what's going on with them or somebody going to try to come check in on them. One way or the other. And then that's how family quarrels and fights start. Because now so-and-so they crossed the boundary that I set 20 some odd years ago. But I ain't tell nobody about the boundary I set. We just cut y'all off. And now here y'all come 20 years later crossing over my imaginary lines and boundaries that I set but didn't vocalize. And now we mad. We have got to start telling everybody, not everybody, but, you know, your family. Talk to your kids. Tell your kids where you come from as a parent. Tell the child your experiences. This comes good for, for all you parents with teenagers. Especially the ones... With teenagers and you feel disconnected from them. Start telling them the truth about some things. Start explaining some things to your children. They are your children. They are not pawns. They are not little robots. They are not dogs or accessories. Talk to them little people. And let them know what's going on. If you need therapy. Go get therapy. We need to normalize that. Don't nobody want to talk to nobody about what they've been through. Everybody thinks that they're strong enough mentally to just get over it. Not everybody has that type of strength, and quite honestly, it's not expected for nobody to. because it, it's that's traumatic within itself. <laughs> to always be the strong one, trust me, I know. It is so traumatic. Things like um, what is it called um, hyper independence yes that is real you get that from what always being a strong one not being able to depend on nobody else I know these things (laughs) I work through these things and even bigger I feel like or not even bigger but right side by side with generational curses is generational trauma we really can't speak on one without speaking on another So generational curses is the doctrine that individual inherits the judgment for their who came before them and the actions of those that came before them. Generational trauma is the psychological effects that a collective trauma experience by a group of people has on subsequent generations. An example, slavery. Come forth, black community. Come forth. Because from slavery, there's a lot of brokenness that has still been passed on throughout the years. The first one that rings a bell on my head is colorism. We got <laughs> we should have been stopped that a long time ago. All that light skin versus dark skin. We ain't doing nothing but keeping up the white man's agenda. And I don't mean to say it like that, but you know, we keeping up the agenda of the people. Who originally set those rules in place. Which was. The white man. And why? Why do we continue to keep that on? Part of what I found. Is part of the reason why generational trauma and curses. Continue or perpetuate. Is because. Some people are comfortable with it. Some people don't even think there's nothing wrong. With what's going on. And then others just don't care. A lack of care, a lack of knowledge, or a lack of wanting to do better will keep you in a perpetual state of repeating these generational trauma and curses over and over and over and over and over, and over again. So what are some examples? We're going we gonna to talk about the difference in the two. So what are some examples of generational curses? Generational curses can be addictions, drugs, sex, alcohol, mental illnesses, depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, poverty is a generational curse, physical illnesses, and with physical illnesses, I don't want to just say that those are generational curses because some of these illnesses are from a lack of proper care or healthy lifestyle. Each generation chooses to elevate the care of themselves and the care and the health of their lifestyles. And that's how you keep getting certain illnesses that show up generation after generation. Some things I do know that you cannot do anything about. An example, cancer. I mean, of course you could do things about them, but that's not a kind of illness that I would deem uh, a curse, if you will. Now, those are just examples of generational curses. So, some examples of generational trauma would be slavery, refugees, Native Americans, if you've survived child abuse or child neglect, domestic violence, sexual abuse, extreme poverty, lack of therapy. These things are generational trauma. So, having the curse... Sometimes will also hand in hand create the trauma thereafter. So for existing, or for example, if there is sexual perversion in your family, that's the curse, then the generational trauma is going to be the sexual abuse that's being survived each and every generation. And again, we have got to start shaking up the molds within our own household, within our own families. We've got to start asking the questions that don't nobody want to ask. Sometimes you got to not give a care that such and such is going to get mad because you asking questions. I would be mad that you're not telling the truth. Who are you to go through something so traumatic, have children thereafter, and shield them from the truth of who you are? And for me personally, with my own mother... She, I don't know what my mother went through because she refuses to talk about it. And even deeper than refusing to talk about it, she will ostracize herself from anybody who knows the truth about who she really is. And growing up in a household where you have a mother that is herself when she's amongst you, but puts on a mask to go out the front door, it messes you up. It messes you up. I learned from an early age not to trust anybody because of that. But part of that, it's like, what was the motivator behind that? What are you trying to hide? What are you trying to cover up? What do you not want to talk about? You know? And this is the stuff that we have got to start getting to within our own families. Somebody along the bloodline has got to say enough is enough. It's too many of us to be this daggone broken. It's too many of us talented, gifted to be so separate. Do you know what good could be done if you all came together? Now, I do know not everybody is the come together type of individual. I understand that. I ain't talking to y'all. Okay, okay. I'm talking to the people who are mature enough to know how to come together, mature enough to know how to break down these curses, strong enough mentally to keep going against the grain. Because let me tell you, if you are meant to be a generational curse breaker, baby, you have got to have some thick skin. You cannot be over here uh, passively, aggressively concerned about people and their feelings. For me, how I got to breaking curses in my own family is because it came down to a choice of either my OG's comfort or my child's safety. And I'm going to tell you this right here, right now. I don't care who you are. If If you was pushed past the walls of my womb, then I owe you my life. Okay, I will never, ever choose anybody or anything over the person or people that get pushed past the walls of my womb. And I hope y'all understand that. I will never, ever prioritize another human being over the child that did not ask to be here that I brought here. And I'm obligated to raise up to self-sufficiency and knowing the Lord. I will never jeopardize that. And some of y'all have got to be a little bit stronger about child defense for y'all babies. And part of how these generational curses keep getting passed on is because what you allow your kids to see. Prime example, I grew up in a domestic violence household. My mother was always getting whooped on. Always. And it did different things to me and my sister. Well, sisters, because there's six of us. (laughs) Let me be plural. It did different things to all of us. For me, it made me determined. It actually kind of perplexed me to know that I used to date a guy that was physically abusive. But can I tell you, I never had that experience with that man. I don't play that. If you can't respect me, you can't even have a conversation with me. Let alone call yourself my man. <laughs> what? We don't do that. And when it comes to that baby of mine, oh, I will move heaven and hell to make sure she is okay. And we as parents have really got to be in intentional about what we allow our kids to see because half the battle is emulation. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Half the battle is emulation. Our babies, they are emulators. They watch. They record. They emulate. So a lot of the stuff that we are seeing. Can we start being more accountable? Can we start saying, what role am I playing in this being messed up? What can I do to shift the atmosphere on this issue? How can I break the ground? Because at the end of the day, not only does each individual deserve to know the truth about who they are and where they come from, but you deserve an even playing field on where to go. Everybody deserves a shot to be able to make something out of themselves. And how can you make something out of yourself if you don't even know who you are? You don't know what problems. And, and part of knowing your family's history is knowing what to be aware for, what to look at, what to, what to not do, what to do. Knowing the family history is not just to be nosy. No, you born into that family. You should have a right to the information of what has transpired before you got there. Because I need to know what I'm fighting against. The Bible tells us that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Period. You think he wasn't doing that before you got here? You need to know what demons your mama was facing. What demons your daddy was facing. What, mom, what grandmama and grandpapa don't want to talk about. What your aunties and uncles keep hiding. Y'all need to start being more transparent with your family. We can't even get to friends because we're not even being real as family. But y'all tell y'all co-workers everything. Y'all tell a man on the moon everything. Won't know a mother from a can of paint, but to tell him everything. You feel me? That's not right. It's backwards. So let's take a pause for the cause. Gather ourselves and move forward with better intentions. Move forward with the idea of I am not going to allow this continue with my child. It stops with me. Let's get into these spaces where we have more conversations. And trust me and believe me, we are going to have more conversations on this topic because it's way too big for us not to. And 30 minutes, honestly, is nowhere near enough. So I'm definitely going to stop there for now. I am going to um, have you guys engage with me. Um, probably what is today? What is today? Today is Wednesday, Friday, Friday, we are going to do green room. I want to hear y'all. I want to hear y'all. And because I was late getting my podcast out, I'm actually going to let this air tonight. And Friday We are going to do a Green Room conversation on generational curses. If you do not have it, please go download the Green Room app. Green Room by Spotify. Look for Tea and Testimony. Um, We will have the conversation start at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 Central, 5 Mountain, 6 Pacific. Get with it. So wherever you are, download the app and join in on that conversation and we're going to talk more specifically about the types of generational curses and people's personal experiences with them but I just wanted to get uh this out there and just kind of touch base with y'all with it because I know I know y'all got personal experience with this I know y'all do if I do I know somebody else do so I want y'all talk to me. If you want to leave a voicemail for me, you can definitely do that on Spotify search T and testimony. You can always leave me voicemails there. Um, if you are on Facebook search T and testimony and we're going to get it pop in y'all can always inbox me. I have, if you're, On my Facebook page, I do take prayer requests on that page. So, if you need somebody to just pray for you or pray with you, I am more happy to do that. Because it's a lot of stuff going on out here. And nobody should feel alone. We all in this together. So, before I break it, leave it, drop it where it's at. I also want to, y'all know, I love supporting black business. Small business. Any business. I support. Okay? So, if y'all was watching me on my birthday on Facebook, then y'all know that I was slayed to the gods, okay? Your girl was slayed to the gods. And I want y'all to be slayed too. So, if y'all know me, I am a cosmetologist. I don't let nobody touch my hair. Only five people in my whole life have been in my head. And this fifth one is definitely not going nowhere. Miss um, Bree, this is my sister. Um, her name on Facebook is Shade Godfrey, Miss Smooth Operator. Find her on Facebook under Shade Godfrey. If you're on Instagram, you can find her at MS underscore Brie Babes. If you on Snapchat, it's MZ underscore Brie Baby. Two eyes on the end. And you follow her. Hit her up for all of your wig install needs. If you need a wig made, customized from scratch, she got you. She does braids. She does hair. Period. So if you looking to be slave to the gods and look as good as I looked on my birthday, y'all need to go hit up Miss Shadi Godfrey on Facebook, or Miss Bree Babes on Instagram, or Miss Bree Baby on Snapchat, and get y'all laces laid and y'all braids done. Okay, we're gonna reconvene this conversation. At a later date, I'll see y'all on Friday at the Green Room for the live conversation. And then we're going to have another podcast Sunday. We're not done talking about this. We need healing, people. All right. I love y'all. I thank y'all for tuning in. I hope y'all have a blessed week and protect your peace.